Galloway and Isabel podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. To my left is Noah Galloway. How are you, Noah? I'm doing fantastic. Fantastic. All right. And Evan, to my middle, how are you? Well, Evan? I was going to say I was doing fantastic, but uh, <laughs> that one's already been taken. That's I'm taken. Doing, I'm doing all right. He's <laughs> doing all right. All right. There's other, like, you do tremendous or oh, ma- magnificent. Tremendous. Spectacular and incredible. Okay. Uh, and then, Evan, would you like to introduce our special guest today? Our special guest is um, very, someone special and dear to my heart and uh, kind of grew up together. <laughs> through, through the good and the bad. My little sister, Chelsea Isabel. Are you doing fantastic, Chelsea? You're pretty good. That's Ooh. good. That's good. Uh, okay. Kind of grew up together. <laughs> kind of grew up together. A little bit. You could say. So this is Evan's last episode before he leaves to go to Spain. So we have a few things to talk about. We are going to talk about uh, utensil questions, which we didn't get to last time. We have a few games and a few discussions. It's a pretty intense topic, I think. Oh, yeah. And we have a Rotten Tomatoes game, which we stole from another podcast. But it's pretty simple, so I really don't feel bad for taking, taking it from them. And then we have more questions about what type of animals we think we could beat up, which are a very important part to our podcast. We're going to discuss bobcat and ostrich. and may get around to a kangaroo. Mm. And... Then we're going to ask questions uh, to Evan about his trip to Spain, uh, what he's excited about, things like that. So we'd also like to give you an update on our listenership so far, since this is the first chapter, so to speak, of the podcast um, coming to a close here. Our second episode hit 600 listens between SoundCloud and iTunes. And since then, it dropped off like right after that a little bit. But since episode five, we've had a pretty consistent uh, listenership about turn 15 between iTunes and SoundCloud, which like, I've been happy. I would be very happy with that. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Yeah. Absolutely. So appreciate that. And uh, like I said, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and uh, recommend the podcast to a friend. It really does help. So before we get to our topics, we should uh, go back to our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by Morning Bell Coffee Roasters. Morning Bell offers a diverse and unique selection of specialty coffees and have direct personal relationships with their suppliers. You can visit Morning Bell at 111 Main Street in Ames, Iowa, or get their coffee at the Wheatsville Co-op or either Hy-Vee location here in Ames. If you do not live in the Ames area, that is not a problem. You can order off their website, morningbellcoffee.com, and shipping is free anywhere in the United States if you order over two pounds of coffee. And whether you visit the actual location or order online, don't forget to let them know we sent you. They like hearing how new customers hear about their business, and it shows us and them that this sponsorship thing actually works. So our first step is to do the Ron Tomatoes game. And I mentioned that we got this from another podcast. It's fairly simple. Each movie has a percentage on Ron Tomatoes given to them by movie critics. Um, and so when, as I go through the movies, you'll write down what you think the score of each, game, of each movie is. And after we go through those movies, we'll add up um, however far you are away from the right answer, and whoever has the lowest number wins. So if anybody would like to follow along, uh, stop right now, pause the podcast, get a piece of paper, and uh, keep track as we're going and see what your score is, and uh, see if you guys can beat Evan, Noah, and Chelsea. So a couple hints for playing this game. Movie critics, they're movie snobs, so like they're not super fans of 21 Jump Street. Mm-hmm. Like Even movies like you think that like everybody else really likes, they might not be a fan of. Exactly. Um, I looked into being a Rotten Tomatoes critic because I wanted to do it, but you, and you have to be like from a major publication that has like a certain number of um, visits to your website or whatever publication each year. So 
I have six movies from a variety of genres, and that one of the movies is below 20%, and one of the movies is above 90%. Mm. So keep that in your scores. You should have at least one above 90 and at least one below 20. So let's get to our movies. And I'll put up the posters uh, on our screen here, and so you guys can get a little idea, even if you haven't seen the movie, what, uh, what you think. It might give you some indicator of how good the movie is. So our first movie is... A mysterious woman gets Vin Diesel, also known as Dominique Toretto, to betray his family, and the crew is forced to fight without him. The movie is 2017's The Fate of the Furious. And here's a poster, guys, and uh, just if there's any initial thoughts you guys have about what, what they might have given this movie, uh, I'd love to hear them. Okay, let's see. And this is from The Fast and the Furious? Yes. Hmm. I'm already, like, leaning towards not... Not great. Not great. Not great. Um, the dialogue is usually very trash. Trash, mm-hmm. and but the cars and getaway scenes and mm-hmm. stuff are pretty exciting and stuff. I know for a fact that if my grandma was a critic, she would love this movie. She would love that movie. She yeah. loves the, the the muscles of Vin Diesel. She'd be horrible at this game. So <laughs> she would also be horrible at this game. One thing to keep in mind is there are certain um, sequels or movies that. Critics actually buy into it a little bit, even if they normally suck. They kind of like, okay, we get the kind of general idea of what this movie is. We're going to be okay with it. So that's one thing to keep in mind. Like, even if we know this is probably objectively not a good movie, mm-hmm. they might be like, okay, it's an action movie. We're going to be. Just... Yeah, we're going to greet it as an right, action, action movie. Exactly. Not like something that the Fast and the Furious isn't trying to play on some political right. ideology or anything. It's an action movie. Right. So, everybody have their score down for that one? Yes, we do. Uh, I do. I'm getting there. Uh, I'll probably, I'm going to probably put it at, like, 40. Okay. And the these do we, movies... Do I say mine? Do we all go around? Uh, I'll, you guys go around after I say the answer. Oh, okay. Okay. And it's, yeah. Cool. So, The Fate of the Furious is fresh at 66%. Ooh. Mm, we both wrote 40. 40, 40. 40. Dude, you actually read them before I did? <laughs> what did you, you say? I did. I said 85%. I guess. So Chelsea's well, already out. I feel like, Wait, like the series got like more and more ridiculous, mm. and so there was an element yeah. of like being self-aware of how bad it is. Mm. But That's true. Right. apparently the what was it? I, it was 66. So she was actually the closest. Wasn't just Yeah, you... By, uh, you, you were 19 oh, you were 19 okay. off and they were 26 off ah, so wow and so I think the 6th or the 7th one of those also had something in the 80s as well so they have like that has certainly played into it with some of the past ones um, I guess they were just a little off on the submarine sliding through the <laughs> breaking the ice yeah. wait this and is the submarine well, I haven't a, seen this one yet yeah that's a, in the poster so it's the fate of the furious the poster has F8 and Rock, and the Rock is in one of the pictures with along with everybody else. And F is Vin Diesel. I guess that's supposed to be uh, an indicator of what's going to happen in the movie. And then the main picture is the submarine crashing through the ice, chasing after eight different vehicles, including a tank. And uh, it's all fun. And then there's a lot more flames later on. Okay, so the second movie we have. Get to my next page here. In ancient Polynesia. When a terrible curse incurred by the demigod Maui reaches Moana's island, she answers the ocean's call to seek out the demigod to set things right. The movie is 2016's Moana. I'm going to go ahead and say uh, 100%. He's going to go 100. He's going to go no, all I'm, in. I'm putting it in. 
90. You'll put it 90. Yeah. So one of these uh, movies is 90 or above, and one of them is 20 or above. I think this is the 90 and above. You think oh, it's yeah. 90 this is 90 definitely. It looks super good. Yeah. Okay. So I think I'm the only one that hasn't seen this movie. But I'm definitely going to get around to it. Uh, so this movie is fresh at 96%. Woo! So we all put 90? I had 94. I put... Oh, you! I got ninety five. Goof! I always go to the five. Ninety five. Oh, one important thing I forgot to mention completely is that if you get right on the dot, you subtract five from your score. Nice. So it's like golf. Yeah. We're playing golf. Basically playing golf. Nice work, everyone. Okay, our third movie: a thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream sharing technology is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. Starring Leonardo DiCaprio. The movie is 2010, 2010's Inception. And here's the poster. I forgot to show you the poster from Moana. It's, that's Moana's poster, which is a great poster. It is. Like, you should, we should have known, like, right off the bat. Like, oh, it's good. <laughs> I'm confused why this one's not the 90. Yeah, me This too. is probably, like, somewhere up there, though. Well, Inception. Yeah. Unless it's, like, one of those things where, like, everyone's freaked out that the critics didn't grade it right. Right. This one... That's a great poster as well. Oh, yeah. And a great trailer. I remember watching that trailer. I was like, wow. I've got to see this movie. This is a good movie. This is going to be a good movie. How, when did this come out? 14? Uh, 2010. 2010. Wow. Yeah, it's been a little while. It feels like it's a lot sooner than that, but how old were we then? We have been 14. You and I have been 14. Oh, my. Yeah, I remember when I was like, like middle school, I loved This was like my favorite movie for a while. I really like how there's so many different uh, settings. Mm-hmm. You have like the nice one and then t-shirts and stuff, and then there's the snow scenes at the end. It's really cool. Inception is fresh at 86%. Nice. What did you guys have? Noah had 80? 80%. 88 yeah. I had 70. 70. So nobody gets to minus 5, but we have some pretty close ones. Okay. Our fourth movie, security guard Ben must prove himself to his girlfriend's brother, top officer James. So he rides along with James on a 24-hour patrol of Atlanta, starring Kevin Hart and Ice Cube, the movie is 2014's Ride Along. Yeah, this was horrible. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we have the horrible. <laughs> Did anybody else see this movie? I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing it's not the best. Okay. I'm guessing it's around the 20, low 20s. Wait, is it who, who are the two main actors? Kevin Hart and Ice Cube. Any movie that pairs like Kevin Hart and another like act, like tough actor or like Will Ferrell with like... I don't know. It's like right. just two like big Superstars. main like male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always a movie like that that comes mm-hmm. out. They're like, oh, all the time. Should... It's like they weren't. Even, they didn't even care about the plot. They're like, we need Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Kevin yeah. Hart, Ice Cube. Right. And <laughs> they keep trying that. Like, yeah, every year. And there's a ride along too, which I am not. I'm not. I'm not even gonna get near. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't think it's great. And ride along. I'll show you guys post real quick. Not this will probably really change your. <laughs> Here's the poster. That is quite possibly the easiest poster ever to make. What's this say? Propose to this cop sister, rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. <laughs> That's so corny. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, right along is rotten at 19%. Ooh, maybe. I got 18. 17. I put 15. You put 15. Okay, all pretty close though. Yeah. Math work, guys. Okay. Our fifth movie, Sparks Fly. When spirited Elizabeth Bennett meets single, rich, and proud Mr. Darcy, can each overcome their pride and prejudice oh. 
in 2005's Pride mm. and Prejudice. Oh, I thought it was Fifty Shades. <laughs> you guys have any uh, any ideas on this one? I, I haven't seen. It. Can we see the? Can we see the yes, thingy? I keep forgetting the poster. That's fine. Well, when I first saw it, I was a little kid, and I thought it was very boring. Yeah. Right. When was this made? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. See. Uh, starring Kira Knightley and a guy. <laughs> Kira Knightley and a guy. Is that what yeah. it says in the title? <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> starring Kira Knightley and a guy. We don't really care about the guy because yeah, Kira yeah, Knightley's in it. I think she can speak Spanish. I believe it. Is she? She's in Pirates of the Caribbean. So yeah, she's the one, I think she's the one. That and in a, a commercial. A clone for Chanel, a clone commercial. Yep. I highly encourage everybody to go check that out. I think there's a movie where she's. I think it's on Amazon when I watched it, but it's about her and she has um, a kid, but she has cancer. Mm. And it's really interesting. And speak Spanish. Yep, it's a whole Spanish movie. Nice. Or it could be a completely different actress. <laughs> but either way, check it out. I don't know what it's called. Pride and Prejudice is fresh. Oh, wait, 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 sorry. Um, I know it's fresh. 50. It. <laughs> 85%. Okay, not 50. Yeah, I got <laughs> 85. Oh, 85, right nice. on. So oh, Noah gets yeah. a Noah gets to subtract 5 from his final score. Nice, nice, nice. And nice work. Our final movie. And keep in mind, this would be, if you think you're a little behind, generally speaking, this would be a time to try to make up some, uh, make up some ground. Yeah. As students at the United States Navy's Elite Fighter Weapons School compete to be the best in the class, one daring young pilot learns a few things from a civilian instructor that are not taught in the classroom. In 1986, Top Gun. Good old Top Gun. Hmm. Our only movie not in the 21st century. Can you get that poster up there, bro? Yes. Thanks, Emily. Have you seen Top Gun, Tom? Uh, I have. You guys are going to have to squint a little bit here. <laughs> I couldn't find a big... <laughs> it's basically Tom Cruise Tom with Tom uh, Cruise. the lady leaning on his back. So this one would be an American, titled, in an American flag in the background, American obviously. <laughs> is this the one where the scene, with that one scene where he's like, show me your war face. Is that the same one? Is this the one I with Goose? Remember. Yeah, with Maybe. Goose. The, they're in planes. Okay. I don't think I've seen this one. Okay. So. So, yeah, you're going to have, uh, this is a very, very, very popular movie, mm-hmm. but was it a great movie? It was a great movie. That's the question to ask here. Hmm. I'm gonna put it at like a 65. Everybody have their answers down? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Top Gun is rotten at 55%. Ooh. Who's the closest? I got 40%. 40%. I had 80%. So 80%. Who's been closer, 65 or 40? Um, f- 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 I'm not sure, but we'll add, we'll take, what do you have, Evan? I'm 65. 65, well, that's pretty close. It's 55? 55. So I'm 10 off, she's uh, 15 off. 15. So we're going to take a quick break, guys, and come back, add, tally up these scores, because uh, math, and then we'll come back and uh, give you guys the winners. Welcome back, everyone. We have the results from our Rotten Tomatoes game. Noah narrowly edged out Chelsea for the victory. And then Evan, if he cut his score in half, probably would have won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> okay, so we'll move on to our next topic, which is, do you guys think you could beat up a bobcat? Every time we talk about animals, we should get like a... Knowing their size. Knowing I... their size. And this is important. I think a lot of people think bobcats are large animals, 
They are maybe classified as big cats, but they're 19 pounds. The average adult bobcat is 19 pounds. I also think that, like, given the right circumstances, I would be able to easily beat a bobcat. Easily beat a bobcat. Well, just so real where, quick. Where the location first of all, yeah, we need to set up some parameters here. The first one being that this discussion was initiated by Tristan Klepsig and Caleb Klepsig, so I should give them an Instagram shout-out here. You can follow Tristan. He has two posts, but follow him anyway. None in the last three years, but you can follow him at... T K L E P Z. They are primo posts, though. They are. His first post of, is like he looks like he's twelve or something <laughs> in a bathtub at a motel, and then the second one he's jumping off some sand dune. Yeah, Tristan, sand dune was cool. that was pretty cool. That's Those are quality cool. posts. Yeah. Also, Tristan, if you're any a day older older than twelve in that picture, you can get at Noah here and take care of him because he called you twelve <laughs> in that picture. And Caleb Pletsig, Pletsig, Pletsig. I always think their name is Pletsig. Sorry, guys. Uh, you can find him at Caleb Klepsig. Uh, he got first dibs on that one. Okay, so basically with this bobcat, it's in a 10 by 10 room with a ceiling. 10 by 10 by 10. And the bobcat, and you, neither one of you is clothed. So, that's so inappropriate. question. The bobcat does have his fur or her fur. Okay. okay. Uh, what kind of floors do we have? Because if it's like slippery, slippery. Yeah, because that little thing is gonna slip all over the place. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna say carpet. completely carpeted. Okay. Yeah. The whole room's carpeted. The whole room's carpeted. Yeah. So nobody can hear anything that's going on. <laughs> uh, I would. And personally, I would just kind of sacrifice the quality of my hands, the appearance of them. Just go right for the throat. He might scratch me up a little bit, but that'd be kind of a quick right. kill. Can we bring but, anything with us? No, your bare hands and bare body. Uh, <laughs> I'm going okay, to try and get around the whole thing. I'm going to eat a bunch of cat food beforehand. Okay. Throw it up during, and then nice. I don't have to worry about it. Okay. Hey, how about that? And the, the, the clothes thing is important because originally I was asking if I could have boots. Because if I got boots, then it's no contest. Yeah. You just kick the thing in the head a couple times, no big deal. But with the barefoot it does bare feet it does kind of bring a question but my theory was i can get at least six kicks in before i i'm kind of you know starting to bleed out mm-hmm. and one of those kicks is going to make contact in a part in, of the head that is um important an, enough yeah important for a living well when i think about a bobcat and it's like 19 to 30 pounds i right. think of our dog ted yeah that's, ted's like <laughs> Going on the side of 20, 30 pounds, right? How, yeah. How big is he? Pounds. He's o- clinically obese for a dog. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like um, if it was about the same size as Ted, but, you know, a bobcat's going to be a little more energetic than him. Right. I could probably kill it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to look at it. Take kind of somewhat equivalents in our lives and try to say, like, could I beat up this particular animal mm-hmm. or small person? And, small. uh, <laughs> 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 that's Are we considering, like, morals? Like, no, that is completely out of the window. Okay. Similar to our discussion episode two, if you guys want to check that out. Uh, yeah, this is not, we're not trying to turn this into a philosophical or moral uh, dilemma. Does the cat yeah. in the first place, like, want to fight you? Is that just, like, automatically? Yeah. I mean, about, like, I let's assume... say we're in a simulation where it's, like, everything's 100% realistic, but it's a simulation, so you don't have to worry about, like, whether or not anyone dies. Okay. Yeah, that I mean, way, yeah whatever, however you want like, to think about it. Yeah. 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 And... With it, what, what, sorry, what did you just say about the animal? Like, if oh, the yeah. animal itself, is it, is it just immediately going to attack you? Or? Right, so the animal is, particularly with this 10 by 10 room, it is, it's not looking to escape, it's looking to take care of you and then walk out. 
or you know, somebody will let it out maybe. Feed off your corpse for a yeah, few weeks. Yeah, feed off your corpse. Okay, yeah, I feel very confident about my chances against a bobcat. Yeah, I'll be honest. Um, now, ostrich, that's a different story. What do you guys think about an ostrich? I die. Ostriches are scary. Yeah. Ostriches are you scary. You can ride an ostrich, so. Yeah. My, my, my thing is if you can ride it, it can probably. Beat you probably out. Ride you. <laughs> <laughs> you can probably ride you. <laughs> 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 now, I, that's a fair argument. I Originally, I was optimistic, but then I started Googling and re- doing some research. I'm not optimistic anymore. And ostriches, they're pretty powerful beasts. They can't fly, so like, what else? You know, they can, they make up for it by just being big and Mm -hmm. scary looking. Well, like, if I were to try to take down an ostrich, I feel like they're so, like, heavy in, like, the middle, (laughs) but then the legs and the neck are all thin, so I just, like, grab it by the neck and see what happens. Just head on (laughs) as long as possible. That's, and someone said they're tall. So that does probably. Can you even throw, reach up there? I mean, I think I get up to the bottom of the neck. Well, that's you think. They don't have yeah. any arms to like reach that's up true. and grab. Right, you. and defend. Do you, you think they use their heads like? Because uh, giraffes use their heads as like. Right. Bam. His band. Smack yeah. with it. Smack with his head. Someone claimed an ostrich could kick a lion and decapitate the lion, and I told that person <laughs> that was false. They're thinking of a giraffe because giraffes can do that with their. Giraffes they can, can decapitate, they can decapitate a, lion. a lion supposedly, according to a nature video we saw a long time ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not messing with giraffes. Also, kangaroos, I don't feel confident about that either. We just watched a video of a kangaroo and a man boxing in a circus in Russia. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, it was interesting. It, it felt immoral or amoral, but, no. For the human. Russian circuses. It was immoral for the human. It was immoral. It was immoral yeah. for everyone <laughs> the, Yeah, the kangaroo, uh, he did what he had to do. Okay. Well, our next topic is utensils. And we've been waiting a while to get to this, but the first question about utensils is if you had to choose one utensil, you can use this one unlimited amounts of time. The second utensil, you can use once a week, and the third utensil, you can never use again. And this is obviously just, just me with forks, spoons, and knives. Uh, what do you get? What's your decision here, guys? <coughs> I'm going to go knife first. Okay, so unlimited use. Yeah, fork second and spoon third. Because I feel like what can you do with a knife or a fork that you can't do with a knife? Mm -hmm. The sole purpose of using a fork is to spear something and bring it up to your mouth. And I feel like a knife could do exactly that. That's fair. You do somewhat risk cutting yourself as you... Take whatever is on the knife off of it. But other than that, I, mean, I think you're kind of onto something. There. I think your insurance might like, <laughs> double. <laughs> double yeah. um, I feel like if we're doing it in the most efficient way, I feel like a fork would be best because when I was in elementary school, we were not allowed any knives, even plastic, and we were very good at cutting uh, meat with our forks. So, so you practiced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then the Noah left off the spoon. I think you have to not eat much soup or cereal or be very shameless. So you're willing to, you know, put the bowl up to your mouth or whatever. Oh, I could eat, like, cereal with a fork. fork. I mean, yeah. it can still lift it up. Still and you can just put a soup in a cup and just drink it. Yeah, I suppose so. That's a, that's yeah. a nice drink. And, yeah, it's a nice drink. And you don't have to order that. Like, if you're going to a restaurant um, and you want to not embarrass yourself, you don't have to order soup. So you can get around that spoon thing. Okay. That seems, like, fair. I, I would go fork unlimited use a knife once a week for steak or something similar and then uh, drop the spoon okay 
Glad we solved that. And another thing, I think I thought this is universal that people use their strong hand to use to hold the knife. But some people have said that they don't. Mm. Uh, do we all use the strong hand? I use my right hand for the knife. Right. And right. then my left hand. Yeah. Okay. And then sometimes I try to Just whatever, yeah. If you're really mad, just give up altogether. <laughs> Go cry. I was watching, a, there's some dining etiquette videos on YouTube. No. This lady named Nancy Mitchell. She's very southern. She, she has the pearl necklace and just everything and the man- manners and all that. And she uh, does a series of videos about dining etiquette. And one thing she mentioned, like, supposedly, at least in the South, they do the thing where they cut it with their strong hand, stab with the fork, and then set the knife down at the top of the plate, and then grab the fork with their strong hand and put it in there, put whatever it is in the mouth. And production there is down 20%. <laughs> yeah, significantly. <laughs> so, you know, whatever you want it. I would still recommend checking those videos out because they're kind of interesting. Mm. And she's very Southern, like I said, and that's kind of entertaining. The one main complaint I have about utensils is that plastic knives are practically useless, in my opinion. I think Chelsea's... Are you sure? Are you not so sure about this? Well, like, I like how they're, like, nice and serrated. But, like, yeah, I feel like a fork can do the same job that a serrated plastic knife can do. That's what I was thinking. Especially if you're dipping in peanut butter, half of that thing is going to be still in there. Right, you, like, and the, stick knife, the knife in and it like breaks, break, yeah, it breaks off. And then oh. other people have mentioned spreading jelly, but you can spread jelly with a fork pretty easily. And same with butter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I would like to challenge anybody to suggest something that uh, that cannot anybody listening right now. If you have any thoughts later, anything you can do with a knife that you can't do with a fork, plastic wise. Everything else, we understand that there is a purpose for metal or whatever knives. Oh, yeah. We understand that we're. Uh, Pretty uh, progressive, reasonable. yeah, reasonable. Progressive, <laughs> progressive, <laughs> forward thinking, forward That's thinking, what we put on our <laughs> thingy, yeah, forward thinking, forward thinking, progressive knife. Users. And then a picture of all of us, all of us, silverware. Yeah, and then probably the Fast Eight poster in the background. Yeah, yeah. Um, or Fate of the Furious or whatever it is. So our last topic to get to before we uh, send Evan off to Spain is to ask him. Uh, what he's excited about for Spain. Man, I'm excited for the, the tapas. It's like stereotypical what everyone's just excited <laughs> yeah. about for Spain. It's the tapas are like the um, street food of Spain where it's it's kind of known from Spain. And so it's you go out in the street and uh, you just get like little things of food. And then if you go to a bar, you get a drink, but the tapas come with the, the drinks. Nice. So there's just so many different types of food you can get. Um, what city are you going to be in? I'm going to be in Carceres. Carceres. And it's next to Portugal. Okay. So I'll be able to get the experience of being like right next to Portugal so I can travel there. Um, I'm also really excited about seeing all the mosques and churches because there's a huge history of like um, Arabic influence there. Gotcha, yeah. And then, um, what else? I'm going to go to France. Go nice. to all, all the Europe places. Nice. Yeah, well, that's cool. That'll be cool, yeah. My other question was, was there anything from your experience in Costa Rica last summer that anything you got out of that or wished you got out of that that helps you um, when you're going to Spain now? Yeah, so I think what really helped me out was the, the difficulty of like understanding the people and just trying to like relax and try and listen to right. what they're saying. Um, what I really liked with my study abroad last time was the living with the family. Yeah. So I got to live with 
um, a host family, and that was really cool because you get to like be a part of their lives. Right. Um, and then I think I'm gonna be super lazy there because I don't have to make any of my meals, and they change my, they do all my laundry. Nice. They make my meals, and then they change my sheets, which none of those things have ever been done for me on a regular basis. So it's just like that's really cool. It'll be really, it'll be really fun. Yeah. Um, but I will have to um, figure out how, what I'm going to bring because I'm only bringing my backpack to Spain. Right. And so probably like three pairs of pants, a few shirts. Yeah. Maybe some underwear. <laughs> Maybe. Probably some underwear. But yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll miss you. I'll and. Miss We'll uh we'll try to uh, power through the great abyss mm -hmm. in this podcast without you. Uh, see if we can make it through, and then uh, see you sometime next summer or this summer, oh, June yeah. or July. Uh, so that's the, another episode of the Galloway and Isabel podcast. My name is Thomas Galloway. No Galloway. Evan Isabel. Chelsea Isabel. There we go. Have a good one, guys. Mm -hmm.